listening to the Creating a Brand podcast, where we deliver weekly masterclass interviews on topics to help you make your first or next step in business the right one. I'm your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Welcome to season five of the Creating a Brand podcast. Not only does today launch the fifth season, but it's also the one year anniversary. We launched the first episode on July 2nd, 2019. This has been an incredible journey so far, and I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for supporting me along the way, for listening, for sharing the podcast episodes, for leaving reviews. All these things have been so encouraging to me and help keep me motivated to continue to produce high-quality episodes for each and every one of you. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for being part of this. For those of you who have been around since episode one, you might remember that I was actually the guest on that episode. So I thought a fun way to start the second year of creating a brand would be for me to come back as a guest again. Today, I'm going to share seven steps for building a successful online business. And these are things that I've learned from the guests over the last year of the podcast. In addition, I could not be more thrilled about who is going to be interviewing me today. She is my favorite person on the planet, Alicia Sanfilippo. With that said, let's jump into creating a brand's one year anniversary episode. Welcome to the Creating a Brand Podcast. Thanks for being here. Alicia, I am so happy to be here. This is the second time I've been on this side of the mic, so I'm really excited to get to share. It was the first episode we did, and our friend Amy West was interviewing me, but I'm so excited to be getting interviewed by you today. Yeah. <laughs> You're my favorite person that's ever been on the podcast with me already, awesome. so Thank you. I'm excited about it. <laughs> All right, awesome. So today we're going to go over seven steps for building a successful online business. Yeah, I'm excited about this. You know, what I'm going to share today, a lot of it is going to be things I've learned over the last year of the podcast. And it, nothing I'm going to share is earth shattering. You know, I don't mean to like disappoint from the start, but nothing I'm going to share is just out of the box. It's anything crazy. It's what the best of the best constantly share and constantly do. As a matter of fact, Tony Robbins says, if you want to achieve success, all you need to do is find a way to model those who have already succeeded. So I think that a lot of people, we assume like, oh, maybe he's gonna have something new or something fancy. The truth is the last 50 some odd guests I've interviewed, a lot of them say very similar things in their own craft. And that's a good reminder to us all that there is a framework for success. It's just a matter of following it. So I'm gonna do my best to break it down for us into seven points that I'm gonna share that I think will be really helpful. Awesome. So I'm just gonna list out the seven points that we're gonna go over today. And they are purpose, clarity, focus, hustle, simplicity, launch and adjust and improve. So let's just hop right into the first one, purpose. Purpose. I love this one. I think this is the thing that people want to skip, right? Alicia, people just like want to get straight into like the task they want to do. Oh yeah. They want to skip the self-discovery part. Yeah. And that's exactly what this is. You know, Michael Hyde actually says, when you know your why you will know the way. And I think that that's so true because in my life, when I skip the purpose out of it, when I, when I skip the connection that I have to what I'm creating, the whole thing doesn't really work. Uh, the way I like to put it is the why behind the what is what keeps you going when the what gets difficult. Because when you start building something, yeah, it's fun, it's exciting at first, but you have some days that aren't that fun <laughs> that you don't really enjoy. And if you don't have a big purpose somewhere deeply rooted within it, it's really hard to keep yourself going. And that's why so many people that are just crushing it in the business world, they talk about making sure that their purpose, that they're on point with their why and the reason they do something. Yeah, and I actually really love it when people like that tell their customers and people following them why they're doing what they're doing. It's awesome to hear the why behind the what, like you said. Yeah, I think a lot of people, they're just at a loss for purpose in today's world. And we had an episode recently with my friend Show about that. 
and just how it's something that we're longing for. We're longing for purpose and meaning in our lives. And when people find it and they have it in their business that they're doing, people want to grab onto it. So that's the best place to start. That's why number one is purpose. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So number two is clarity. So Simon Sinek says that all organizations start with why, but only the great ones keep their why clear year after year. And this has been so true in businesses that I've been following and the people that I've even interviewed on the podcast, they all talk about clarity. They know exactly where they're going. They know how they're going to get there. I think a great person that models this is actually Jeff Bezos with Amazon. He talks to shareholders every year in the, the letter to shareholders that he does. And he's always talking about the same stuff. I mean, you, you read it and it's, some of it sounds like, man, this guy's like a broken record. Every year for 20 years, he's repeated what he's saying. And that's because he's clear as to where he's going, where Amazon is going. And that should say something about their success. I mean, it's the biggest company that's ever existed, probably ever will. And every year they go back to the same things that they're very, very clear on. And I think that's so important for all of us to remember that when we want to connect our purpose to the business, to the function that we're actually trying to do, we have to have clarity and know the direction we're going to go in. Yeah, that's awesome. And clarity is the place where you start to build your goals. Yeah, goals are extremely important. Your clarity is what drives your purpose forward. And you start building goals off of that. You have a very clear picture as to where you're going. You start building goals and actually rolls perfectly into number three. Yeah, so straight from goals into focus. Yes, focus. I love what Robert Kiyosaki says. He says, follow one course until successful. I think that's such a great reminder that we need to follow that one thing that really matters. We live in a world where people want to do everything, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's crazy how people just think that they need to to do all these different things for their business or in their business, I should say. And really what they need to do is actually work on their business. They need to go back to that clarity and then focus on the thing that matters to actually build the business instead of just working inside the businesses like somebody who's who's just trying to make things work and happen and getting into the little details and things like that. A business doesn't grow that way. You have to be able to stay high level. Every now and then you have to get into the trenches, but you have to be able to stay high level and stay focused on the things that's going to drive it forward. Oh, yeah. And looking at an aspect like social media, how most people are on every single platform, they're spread Hmm. thin. It's just better to find where your people are and focus on maybe one or two platforms instead of all of them. Yeah, we even did that with creating a brand. Yeah. I mean, we were on all platforms and then we kind of realized that what Robert Kiyosaki is saying here is like, we have to just find the one that's actually helping us. So we we put everything on autopilot except for the actual platforms that were bringing traffic, they bring in subscribers, they bring community members, and we just focus all of our time and attention there. So instead of spreading ourselves thin over six or seven different platforms, we now just do one or two and we're able to see far more results from doing something like that. So again, focus is such an important point. I think that if if people could just learn to focus really well, they would be far more accomplished in their business. All right, let's talk about hustle. Hustle, everyone's favorite one, right? We all want to hustle. Uh, Not really, actually. This is a tough one for people. Jerry Rice said it uh, this way, today I will do what others won't, so tomorrow I can do what others can't. And I think that Jerry Rice obviously was a legend in the NFL, right? For I don't sure. know if, I don't know if you know him or not, I Alicia. Do. I know who he is. Oh, okay, cool. Look at that. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, it, it's not always going to be fun. And I think that so many people, we forget about that. Like when we're thinking about hustling, we want to hustle in the things we want to do. So uh, an example, a lot of people really like social media these days. They're like, oh, I'm going to keep up with my story on Instagram. I'm going to get my TikTok really up and going. Uh, but at the end of the day, is that the hustle that you need to be doing? It all goes back to focus, right? It goes back to, okay, what are you focusing on? Are you actually getting that stuff done? And a lot of it really, it's not fun. It's going to take energy, but it's totally worth it because again, you're hustling towards the goal that you have. Yeah. And I feel like you've modeled hustling really well with um, the time blocking that you do and sprints. Can you explain a little bit about that? 
Yeah. It, yeah, absolutely. So I make time to hustle. Like it's not a 24 seven thing. You're going to burn yourself out. So for me, I time block. I have certain times every day and certain weeks I have, you know, extended time or I'll take a weekend to do something where it's a big project that I'm working on and I will just go for it. I mean, I will literally be like, okay, I've got six hours here. My phone is off. Everything is, is staying away. I've got my, my playlist set for my music, you know, everything's all done and I'm just going to go for it. So doing that time blocking is really important. Then the sprints, it's something that's a little bit shorter. That's more what I do day to day. I'll basically on some days that I know is gonna be busy. I've got to work on the business. You know, I have to make some time to do that. So I can't just focus in the business. I'll do a sprint where I do something that's really going to help the bigger picture of creating a brand. And I'll just go for it with a sprint. And sometimes it's 30 or 45 minutes, but nothing will distract me during that time. And I'll just go for it. And you'd be surprised what you can do in even just one hour of truly focused time. As a thank you for listening to the Creating a Brand podcast, I'd like to invite you to join our private community for free. If you text the word community to 1-904-299-8992, I'll respond with a free invitation link. Once you join, I'll connect you with other community members and resources to help accelerate your success. Join today by texting the word community to 1-904-299-8992. I'm looking forward to talking to you within the Creating a Brand community. And now let's get back to today's episode. Let's transition into the fifth point that you have for us today, which is simplicity. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Leonardo da Vinci said that. And actually, Steve Jobs really ran with this quote as well. Uh, When he took over Apple for the second time, he really lived by this quote. Everything that they created was simple. If you think about the iPhone, which is, you know, kind of his baby, right? It's it's a complex machine. If you really think about what the iPhone does, how it connects, all the things that it does is so complex But they continuously drove the point home that this has got to be simple. It's got to be easy for people to use. It's got to be easy for us to explain to people. I mean, it was the first like touchscreen phone. And somehow they simply put it, this is a touchscreen phone. If you're the person that created that, it sounds simple to us now because we've all seen it. But if you go back then, they wanted to talk about the tech in it. You know, I'm sure they were like wanting to talk about how it, you know, uses the heat from your hand to know if it's a hand or a pen, like all these crazy things that they probably would have loved to talk about. But that wasn't simple enough. They went back to how can we make this easier for people to understand? And I bring this point up. Simplicity is important because so many of us, we have these ideas for our businesses that we want to do and we overcomplicate the mess out of it. We make it so complex. And then when someone asks you to simplify, you're like, oh, well, it's really complicated. The truth is it's not because I can tell you that whatever you're doing is not as complex as the iPhone. There, there's not a chance of that. Uh, I'm willing to, to put money on that. But you make it more difficult than it needs to be because you're not thinking with a simplistic mindset. Everything you do needs to be easy to understand for you and for your audience. And also don't overcomplicate it. So many of us, again, we just want to make things, we want to build something massive, something big, but really you got to start really simple. You have to start small, start exactly where you're at. The point of simplicity is to get you to start. And that leads us right into the sixth point that you have for us today, which is launch. Everybody wants to, to get to this point. That's the idea we dream of. You know, we, we go back to uh, number one, we're talking about purpose and then clarity. And then we want to skip focus, hustle and simplicity and go straight to launch. You know, many of us are For like, sure. we got to get there. But the thing that ends up happening is as excited as people are, they never actually reach this point. I found that the, the gap from number two, uh, going back to clarity to number six, launch, there's a big gap there. And most people don't ever get to that point. They're excited about it. They know what they want to do but then they can't get focused on what matters. They're not willing to hustle. Like people want to go to the beach and hang out because you know we're in Jacksonville, Florida. And that's what people want to do. So they're like, oh, well, I'm going to hang out today. I'll do this next week. 
And then, you know, some of them just get stuck on the simplicity side of things. They make it so complicated, they can't even understand what they're trying to do anymore. And they have these big dreams and goals for it. So a lot of people never get to the launch phase. But uh, Mark Twain has a quote that I think is really relevant. Continuous improvement is better than delayed perfection. I think your number one goal, I should say I know your number one goal in building an online business must be to get to MVP, minimum viable product. You have to get there as quickly as you possibly can. You have to get to something that's actually launched perfect example would be the new software that Alicia and I have been designing with another partner as well. This is our first SaaS project. So software as a service. We started Podmatch and we launched it on June 15th. We started working on it on March 10th. And so we launched it into beta just three months and five days after starting the project. And, and we did everything from starting with the purpose. And we worked our way down to the actual launch, but we knew none of this matters until we actually launch it. We have to get to that point. And a good friend of ours, Chris Kermensos, he was on the podcast as well. He talked about this concept of starting ugly, because I find that so many of us, we want things to be perfect first, but he talks about, you know what, get it to launch as quickly as you possibly can, and then just start improving from there. Yeah, I think this is really important because we all want to start out with just a beautiful website. Like you want to make it look like Nike or someone who's really successful already. But if you, what is that website way back when... Oh, waybackmachine.com. Yeah, waybackmachine. So if you look at Nike on that, their first website, it looked terrible. Yeah, that website actually lets you look at other websites at any point in time. So you can go look at it 20 years ago. So what you just said is so so key because many of us were focused on perfection and that's what keeps us from ever launching, right? I mean, that's Mm -hmm. truly what holds people back because we look at the Nikes of the world like, man, I can't launch until I have like a social strategy like that or until my website looks at that professional And it's just not true. What you're doing there is you're comparing someone else's year 20 to your day one. If you look at their day one and compared it, it's far more realistic. But you can't look ahead at what someone else is doing. You've got to start where you are with what you have. And again, going back to the MVP model, you've got to just launch as soon as you possibly can. Yeah, that's really great advice. All right. So the final point is adjust and improve. Adjust and improve. So Dolly Parton, not someone who I usually do quotes from, right? Um, <laughs> we cannot direct the win, but we can adjust the sales. It's so important for us to remember that we're going to have to adjust what we do. It, it goes back to that sense of purpose. And this is something I didn't mention when I was talking about purpose earlier because I wanted to save it for the end here. But your purpose is tied in with impacting other people's lives and helping people and serving others. It's not actually the idea that you have. So we can't be so married to the idea that by the time we launch and we have to make an adjustment because that's not the direction the wind's going, we can't get ourselves stuck and saying, no, this was my idea, I'm going to do it. We have to per- go at it from the perspective of, I need this to serve others, so I need to make adjustments so it works well to actually serve and help them. And that is the most important thing that you can do with a business is make sure that you're more focused on how can I make this work well for the people who need it the most, not how can I see my idea through. And we have to make adjustments. Alicia, we, we made adjustments with creating a brand a lot over the first year. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it was just a lot of change that we had. But here's the thing. We adjusted and we improved. So it wasn't just adjusting or quitting or saying this isn't working anymore. You know, we've probably we failed more times than we've succeeded at this point. And I think that <laughs> anyone will tell you that, you know, John Maxwell talks about failure more than he talks about success. And that's just the way it goes. But that's the adjustment and improvement phase that every business goes through. And you have to be willing to do that. Yeah, I think it's great. Like a lot of people I know, they might look at adjustments or any kind of changes as like a negative, just like most people think any kind of change is negative, but change can be really good. And, um, you know, you just have to fail forward. You make adjustments and keep moving. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Okay, I just want to recap the seven steps for building a successful online business. Number one, purpose. Number two, clarity. 
Number three, focus. Number four, hustle. Number five, simplicity. Number six, launch. And number seven, adjust and improve. Alex, do you have any final thoughts for us? Yeah, I do, actually. The last thing that I want to leave everybody with is is this can sound a little intimidating, everything we just mentioned. And we talked about this in less than 20 minutes, right? It's not going to take you 20 minutes to do this. It's going to take a little bit of time and energy. And I think a lot of us, we, we get discouraged. And I just want to remind everyone who's listening today that, that I firmly know this. This is a fact. You have greatness and creativity within yourself. You have greatness and creativity within yourself. I believe that all of us are created beings. And as created beings, we are designed to create and to solve other people's problems and to help people. And don't ever let anybody or anything put you down and tell you that you can't do the things that you want to do. I think we live in a world that's increasingly growing more and more negative, And people don't feel like they have this greatness anymore. But I can tell you from experience of the people I've interviewed in the last year, from the different opportunities I've had, and different people I've been able to talk to and just learn from, just everyday people like myself, I can tell you that you do have greatness and creativity within yourself. So whatever the vision is you have for this online business you want to start or whatever it is that you're doing, go at it full force and know and have that inside of you, that opportunistic mindset that you can achieve what you want to do and even more. You have greatness and creativity within yourself. That is such a great way to end this episode. Alex, I really appreciate you being on the Creating a Brand podcast today. No problem, Alicia. Thanks for taking over this week and guiding us along through the conversation. I had a lot of fun. You know, Alicia is not a bad host, is she? Maybe we'll have to bring her back on Creating a Brand at some point. This was a fun way to kick off the fifth season and the second year of creating a brand. This is information that I've been wanting to share with you guys for a while. It's things I've been learning along the way as we've been building creating a brand in the community and now podmatch.com as well. These are the different things I've really pulled from guests that we've had throughout the first year. This is actually a perfect segue into my call to action question for the week, which is a very simple one this time. Which of the 53 episodes from the first year of creating a brand was your favorite and why? If you'll visit creatingabrand.com slash 054 and leave a comment, I'd love to respond and also share some behind the scenes from that episode that you enjoyed the most. For show notes from today's episode, please visit creatingabrand.com slash 054. As always, thank you for listening. I'm looking forward to bringing you another masterclass episode next week. And welcome to the fifth season of the Creating a Brand podcast. Podcast.